If you ever felt that your efforts to manifest what you desire in life weren't working as well as they could be, well, this is for you. Welcome to the Manifestation Matters podcast, dedicated to exploring the divine creative power that lives inside us all and how you can use the spiritual science of manifestation to create the life of health, happiness, love, and abundance you deserve. I'm your host, Eric Wall Robinstein, and I'm glad you're here. I'll confess, I know what it's like to feel like life is working against you. I know what it's like to work my tail off, grinding it out seven days a week to achieve my dreams. And I know what it's like to fill my days with affirmations and vision boards and desperate attempts to make the laws of manifestation work for me. But most of all, I know what it's like, despite my very best efforts, to have my manifestations fail. But now, many years and more than a few miraculous manifestations later, here's what I can tell you. Your manifestations never fail. Or to put it another way, the laws of manifestation never fail to manifest what they have been commanded to create. So really then, a failed manifestation would be better described as an errant manifestation. It's a successful manifestation of what you do not want. That means even when we don't get what we want, the law is actually working perfectly as designed. And the degree to which that which was manifested was not to your liking, well, that can all be traced back to a single thing. Operator error. And that operator is you. The law of assumption, or you may want to think about it as the law of manifestation or the law of attraction, but by whatever name we wish to call it, as we've discussed at length in previous episodes, it is the law of nature that governs creation. It's what's in control of everything that arises in your life from your thoughts and your feelings, to your relationships and your health, your abundance, your successes, and yes, your failures. And importantly, as a law of nature, it is always working. Just like the other laws of nature, from the law of gravity to the law of buoyancy to the law of, I don't know, aerodynamics. The simple fact is this. 
nature's laws don't turn on and off. And they don't work haphazardly. They are consistent, reliable, constant. That's why they call them laws. And this means it's never a question of whether the law is working or not. You can rest assured it is. But here's the other thing we need to keep in mind. Laws of nature also have zero preference regarding what they serve up. And they don't care who they benefit and who they don't benefit or even work against. I mean, the law of gravity doesn't give a wit if it's pulling you soothingly into your yoga mat during a guided relaxation or plunging you to your death after you tripped on that trail at the Grand Canyon. In other words, the laws of nature, including the laws of manifestation, will work equally well to get you what you want or to get you precisely what you don't want. So the question then arises, why is this important? And simply, it's because whether you get what you want or you get what you don't want, the fault or credit for the results lies squarely on your shoulders. Always. I mean, blaming the law of assumption when your manifestations fail is like blaming the law of aerodynamics when that airplane you built in your garage out of cardboard and bailing wire won't get off the ground. Now, I realize this may all sound a bit harsh, but truly it's news that you should really relish. Because let's think about this for a minute. If the problem is with the law, either because it's inconsistent or just a complete load of hogwash, that would mean you're back to banging your head against the stubborn three-dimensional world with the only way to get what you want being a combination of back-breaking work and more than a little luck. But on the other hand, if the problem really is with you and me and everybody else who is having manifestation challenges, if it truly is operator error, well, then that means that you're 100 percent empowered to fix it. You just need to figure out what your misstep was and adjust course. Then the next thing you know, you're back in business manifesting your wildest dreams into reality. Here's one of the most common mistakes I see, especially among my newer students. They forget one simple thing, and that's this. 
Manifesting anything takes time. Another way to say that is that there is a lag between the moment a manifestation is commanded and when it is born into your experience. You might think of it as a gestation period. The interval it takes from fertilization to something being birthed into our three-dimensional world. And just like other gestation periods, the time required to see our manifestations can vary widely. It's 20 days for a hamster and nearly two years for an elephant. So if your million dollars or perfect relationship or ski-in condo is taking a minute to show up, you might want to cut the universe a bit of slack. You see, here's what you want to keep in mind. Your job is to put in your order for whatever it is you wish to manifest, and then relax. Trust in the forces of the universe to deliver your desire in good time. Truthfully, it's not unlike something you do all the time, dining in your favorite restaurant. I mean, you walk through the door, you sit down, peruse the menu, and then you use your imagination to decide what you would like to eat, what you would like to manifest. And then once you've decided, let's say today it's spaghetti, you tell the chef, your subconscious creator, what you would like him to cook up. And then the chef, working invisibly in the kitchen, readies the pots, the pans, the utensils, assembles the ingredients, prepares the vegetables, and cooks up your meal, your manifestation. After a period of time, your delicious plate of spaghetti manifests on the table before you. Unless you forget that your manifestation is going to take some time. And then in that case, maybe you get impatient for results. You look down at your barren placemat and you see clearly that you have no spaghetti. Hmm, what's going on, you ask yourself. Better make sure that that chef is on the job. So you get up, you poke your head into the kitchen and you shout to the chef. Hey chef, I just wanted to let you know I have no spaghetti. The chef, head down, busily preparing your dish, barely hears you over the ruckus in the kitchen. He looks up. What? He yells back. I said, I have no spaghetti, you shout across the crowded kitchen. No spaghetti, he replies. Yes, no spaghetti, you say. Okay. And as you go back to your table to wait for your meal to manifest, the chef takes your spaghetti off the stove and chucks it right in the trash. Congratulations. You just successfully manifested exactly what you don't want. You manifested no spaghetti. I get it. 
our restaurant scene is indeed a silly little anecdote. But it does illustrate the need for a certain amount of faith. No matter what it is you wish to manifest. But the fact is, faith can at times be hard to maintain. Especially in the face of our three-dimensional reality, which can be a powerful distraction from what really matters when it comes to manifesting what we want in life. And of course, what really matters is inhabiting the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Occupying the state of being that is marked by the thoughts and the feelings that you would be experiencing right now if your manifestation had already come true. And I know that can at times be no small feat. I mean, as you sit there hungry, looking at the barren tablecloth, wondering where your gosh darn spaghetti is, it can be hard to feel satiated, to feel satisfied. But here's the thing. If we don't, if we get distracted by the hardened facts around us, our state of being gets polluted by the thoughts and feelings caused by our current life circumstance, and we unwittingly command the universe to create more of the same. Looking hungrily down at the empty table before us, we see no spaghetti. Then we think, hmm, no spaghetti. And then we get no spaghetti. And then, conveniently, we blame it on the malfunctioning of the law itself. It really is a sticky wicket of a problem, for sure. But there is a way out. And it's this. In the early stages of your manifestation practice, whatever you do, don't try to solve your biggest life problems. Forget the bank account balance, forget the love life, forget the psoriasis and the past traumas and even the weekend getaway. Instead, let your initial efforts be all about a single thing. Proving to yourself that the law actually works. That you can indeed leverage the science of manifestation for your highest good. And hear me when I say this. Proving that the law works while distracted by the fear and doubt and desperation that comes when we're trying to manifest something crucially important to us is doing yourself no favor. So here's the idea. Begin your work, maybe even think of it as your experimentation with manifestation, by calling into existence something that is at once unbelievable, so you can clearly recognize it as a manifestation without dismissing it as a mere consequence, and at the same time, totally 
consequential so that there isn't even a fragrance of worry or desperation infused into your manifestation experience. I'm talking about manifesting something like, I don't know, a little yellow rubber ducky or a Pez dispenser or even a silly experience like Neville Goddard's famous climbing a ladder experiment. Remember, at this stage, the goal is only to experiment with the law and not to fix, improve, or solve anything. And in this way, you'll be able to prove to yourself that the law actually works. And this will leave you inspired and full of that all-important faith to help you as you continue your manifestation journey and build the life you truly deserve. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I hope you're walking away with more clarity about any challenges you may be having with manifestation and that you've been left with a path to gain more faith and confidence in your own creative powers. Thanks so much for being here. And as usual, a big, big thank you to all my patrons whose donations allow me to bring this podcast to you, including our newest patrons, Billy Robson, Jill Hogan, Tanya Melcher, Stephen Schultz, Bradley Marino, and Wendy Turpin. Thank you all so much for making this possible. And by the way, if you're interested in catching up on past episodes or downloading a small truckload of free manifestation exercises that you can put to work in your life, head on over to my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash manifestation matters. And while you're there, if you're finding value in the podcast, consider becoming a supporter of the show. For just a couple of bucks a month, you'll be helping to heal the world with this amazing wisdom. Plus, you'll be getting some pretty great gifts in the bargain, including 100% ad-free episodes, bonus coaching sessions, manifestation meditations, and not to mention a boatload of good karma. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next one. 